To the Star Wars Skinny, where we give you the skinny on all things Star Wars right after we get skinny. It's just me today. I I did end up doing my excursion to the comic book store, so that was like an hour walk. Uh, we're about two days removed from that, but my legs are still sore, like my shins are killing me. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a new habit. Maybe I'll do that like once a month or a couple every couple weeks when new Star Wars comics come out. Uh, and maybe I'll cover them on the podcast. I don't know. The ones I bought were more miniseries, so I'll probably wait until, you know, the miniseries wraps up and I'll I'll cover it then. But, like, eventually maybe I'll start buying, like, the main line as it comes out and keep everybody up to date. But today uh, I want to talk more about Inquisitors. This will be um, the Fortress Inquisitorious today. Uh, so the big castle structure that we see, like, in a pool of water in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer or in the teaser trailer, uh, we see the Infernum-class shuttle speeding over some water and approaching a giant stronghold. You see Mustafar behind it, this beautiful skyline in the trailer. Uh, we also see the interior. There's these like green-tinted underwater windows. You see some new Inquisitors in there. You see this big chair. Um, I love Star Wars chairs. I think that's supposed to be Vader's chair because it's shaped like Vader's castle. I will, I will definitely be doing a Chairs of Star Wars episode, and uh, Josie, you are invited back on for that. Uh, we can talk about the Kaminoan Spoons, Padme's Throne, uh, the Exegol Throne, uh, the couch that Anakin and Padme sit on in the prequels, the Togruta Chair, of course, my favorite chair in all of Star Wars, um, Emperor Palpatine's Spinny Chair, uh, C-3PO's Golden God Wooden Chair, Yoda's Jedi Council chair. I think we just did the episode right there. But those are just the chairs that I are off coming off the top of my head. So many chairs. I love the chairs. As someone who has led a sedentary lifestyle and is now being forced to get skinny. Uh, yeah, love the chairs. And you guessed it, because the Fortress Inquisitorious is going to be appearing in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi show, I am obligated to play my Obi-Wan Kenobi jingle. Enjoy. Oh, who lives in a hut in the Dunsi? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sarcastic and civilized and wise is he. Obi-Wan Kenobi. If stories and adventure is something you missed, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then battle your brother and burn to a crisp. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. Alright, so if you heard my last episode, just on Inquisitors in general, uh, you'll know that the original home of the Inquisitors wasn't Fortress Inquisitorious, this big castle thing. It was actually on Coruscant. Uh, Palpatine had them operating out of the Works District. Uh, this is the same place that we see Count Dooku and Palpatine, or I guess Sidious in that moment, uh, talking about how great their plans went at the end of Attack of the Clones. I think we get an everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. But yeah, it's like an industrial side of Coruscant where Palpatine kind of has all of his dirty deeds going on. But it doesn't stay there forever. And I'm going to tell the story of how the Inquisitors came to inhabit uh, Fortress Inquisitorious. Enjoy. And this story uh, begins in the Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith comic, number 19. Uh, th these comics were written by Charles Sewell. I talked about them a little bit on my last episode. But issue number 19, this is the Eeth Koth issue. So Eeth Koth, he was a Jedi Master during the prequels. Now he's just hiding out. He's about to hold his baby daughter for the first time. 
This is after Order 66. Um, and Vader busts in. And he's like, I'm just a priest now. The, the Church of the Ganthic Enlightenment. I bring people peace. Officiate weddings, funerals, that's all. They kicked me off the council, you know. Like, I have no loyalty to the Jedi. Um, I can't tell you how to find other survivors. Let us live. And, uh, yeah, Vader is... Yeah, he's out for blood. That guy's force sensitive. He's a threat to the Empire if he ever decided to like join the rebellion or anything. So, um, yep. Vader then duels Eeth Koth um, and taunts him for having attachments. And while all this is happening, uh, the Inquisitors are out going after his kid. So the fifth brother, uh, who we will see in the Obi Wan Kenobi show, he's the kind of green, gray skinned face. The fifth brother, a Twi'lek male Inquisitor who doesn't have a name, and a I don't even know the species, but she's like red-skinned, has super long fingers, um, and a female inquisitor that of this mysterious alien species. They hunt for Ethkoth's wife and daughter. This sister inquisitor kind of gets ahead of the group. Uh, the the baby's escaping with its mother, um, and she kind of lets them board a ship. And then the other inquisitors catch up, and then she rips the baby from the hands of the mother, like while the mother's ship is taking off, like pulls the baby through a window. And the mother is like screaming. And we just see the baby, like, floating towards the Inquisitors. It's really creepy. And she boasts to the other Inquisitors, I took her baby, and I took her soul. And then the Inquisitors show Vader the baby. Um, so Ethkoth is in the middle of fighting Vader. He stops fighting. He's like, oh, they got the baby. It's over. And then Vader kills him. So it's a very sad Jedi death. I mean, we saw a lot of sad ones in or the Order 66 sequence, but... Yeah, we've seen Vader and the Inquisitors hunt down a lot of Jedi, and I don't know, this one kind of hit me more than the others. Like, he just became a father. Like, he, he I don't even think he got a chance to hold the baby. I think he was about to get to hold the baby, and then Vader showed up. So, like, freaking freaking Annie. So, the Inquisitors and Vader, they take uh, the baby back to Coruscant. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor's there. Quizzy, he congratulates Vader. Uh, you have brought a new child. The Seekers themselves could have done no better. The Seekers. I think the Seekers are, like, the Jedi Seekers, the ones that went out, like, during the time of the Republic and found Force-sensitive kids to, like, train as Jedi. So he's, the as an ex-Jedi, the Grand Inquisitor is like, yeah, you did even better than the Seekers could have. So the Empire is in full swing. They're doing things very efficiently. Uh, then Quizzy takes the kid and gives it to these creepy red ladies. I think they're called, like, nurse droids or nurse, nurse something. And they, they're, like in red robes and they have like these weird face plates that are just like two eye slits really creepy looking we haven't seen them in anything other than this so maybe in the obi-wan kenobi show if we're dealing with force sensitive kids uh with luke and leia maybe we see these creepy creepy creeps quizzy then tells vader that they have no more leads on remaining jedi so he asks vader if he can transition to working on a different project project harvester and that's basically what this mission was it was getting a baby that's what project harvester is it's taking babies and i guess training them to be spies for the emperor similar to what palpatine was doing in the clone wars with the cad bane arc when he was sending cad bane out to snatch up babies and uh raise them on mustafar he said something about training them as spies so i think that's what project harvester is the wikipedia article for project harvester is pretty bare uh, but it does mention that clone wars arc and a lot of the inquisitor um behavior so there's something going on there. We're training up Force-sensitive spies. I guess we'll hopefully see that in play out in the comics or maybe in a, even in a TV show. 
Maybe Grogu was a Force-sensitive spy for the Emperor, and that's why he can't remember anything. I don't know. So we're back in, not Fortress Inquisitorius, the place on Coruscant, where they're uh, in the works, where all the Inquisitors uh, kind of hang out, like in their dojo space. Uh, the two new Inquisitors are having a drink uh, for a successful mission. Like, they try to they try to get a local drink from every planet where they kill a Jedi. It's kind of their tradition. Got some camaraderie going on between them. And then they get drunk and they start thinking about, like, what happens when we're no longer needed? Like, what what's Vader going to do with us? And then Vader just pops up out of nowhere and ignites his saber. Is he going to kill them because he doesn't need as many Inquisitors now that, like, all the Jedi are gone or all their leads have dried up? Or is it because they're thinking? That's what kind of went through my head right away. This is the end of an issue. Like, why? What's going on here? Issue number 20, the next one opens up and the Twi'lek... Uh, Inquisitor defends the red one from Vader. Like, he ignites his lightsaber and blocks Vader's blow. Vader says, I sensed a connection between the two of you. And then they try to escape. They flee into the streets of Coruscant. Um, I think it was revealed somewhere in this comic that the reason that Vader was after them was not because they were thinking or anything like that, which might have been cooler, but it was because uh, the the red-skinned female Twi'lek, when the baby was getting taken away by the mother... I think she was going to let her go, is, is what the, the story kind of implies. Uh, but then when the fifth brother showed up and saw her, uh, then she ripped the baby away. So the fifth brother much, must have snitched to Vader and said, like, yeah, we, we can't trust these these two, the, the Twi'lek and uh, this, this new Inquisitor. So Vader's like, okay, fifth brother, I trust you. Like, he's pretty high-ranking. He has a number in the top five. I'd, I'd imagine that means he's a high-ranking Inquisitor. I don't know if it really goes like that or if they're numbered just based on when they came in but like i think the grand inquisitor is technically the first brother i, I don't know if it's ever been said but I, he's been he's been called the first among the inquisitors so i'd imagine that means he's first and then we have second sister and then ba 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 we've got fifth brother so i think vader kind of trusts this guy it makes sense that he's part of the mission to find obi-wan kenobi vader's sending his best he's sending the first brother the fifth brother and this new inquisitor the i think the third sister reva so he's sending three in the top five like Vader means business here. So anyway, they're escaping into the streets of Coruscant. We get like a cool Attack of the Clones speeder chase. Vader's like standing on the back of a speeder, throwing speeders at them, trying to kill them. Um, ultimately, he ends up using the Force to make them stab each other. Um, so yeah, happy ending for Vader. He killed his two Inquisitors. It's kind of a... I don't know if it was a love story or just like two good friends. I mean, I think I kind of saw it as more of like a friendship thing. Like they had finally like found camaraderie with each other and they were clinking drinks and... They're, they're just like, we're happy to be killing Jedi. Like, I mean, obviously they're, they're bad people, but like, they, they kind of drew the line at babies or we're going to draw the line at babies. Uh, but yeah, Vader, like they both have their lightsabers ignited and Vader kind of like contorts their bodies to stab each other and they die together. So it's pretty sad. These, these two issues, real sad. And then we flash to Palpatine. Uh, apparently a senator was killed in the battle. Uh, like, got crushed by a speeder, and that senator was instrumental in one of Palpatine's, like, political machinations. Uh, we don't really get much of the details, or maybe we do, and I just didn't care to remember them. Uh, Palpatine's mad, so he's he says, you gotta move the Inquisitorious off-planet. Not on my world. Vader tells Palpatine that Eve Koth was a priest, and Palpatine thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Like, the last panel is just Palpatine cackling, a priest! <laughs> so yeah, Palpatine says they gotta move off-planet. Uh, so the Inquisitorious, they move to Nur, uh, a water planet in the Mustafar system. You will go to the Mustafar system. The 
show no mercy, do not hesitate, wipe them out. This happens almost simultaneously with Vader building his castle on Mustafar. So Vader, later in that issue, we talked about it on the last episode, but he asks Palpatine for a planet, Palpatine offers him Naboo, Tatooine, but Vader, he wants Mustafar, the place where he ended the Clone Wars, the place where he battled his best friend to the death. So Vader picks Mustafar. Uh, but I guess he doesn't let the Inquisitors crash there. There's no, like, guest loft with numbered bunk beds for each Inquisitor. Uh, they can live on the moon or live on another planet in the in the system. I think Nur is technically a moon, but it does not appear to be a moon of Mustafar. That's the whole thing. The Mustafar system, it's in the Outer Rim. It's home to the lava planet Mustafar. And it's classified as a wasteland by the Empire. So that's probably just to keep people from going there so that Vader and Palpatine can do their evil forcey stuff. Mustafar has zero moons. Um, it itself is kind of a moon. There's two gas giants that kind of whip Mustafar around with their gravitational pulls, so that's kind of why. Mustafar is like a lava planet, and like it has cycles where it's an ash planet, and uh, I think the events of the Vader Immortal video game kind of explain some of the climate changes on Mustafar, but like that planet is just getting demolished every day just because it's getting ripped apart by two big big planetary bodies. And somewhere in all that mess is the water moon Nur. So Nur is where the fortress is created. The architecture looks a lot like Vader's castle. So I wonder if the architect was the same. Uh, the architect of Vader's castle was Vader. Uh, and in part, he was uh, helped by a long dead Sith Lord, Darth Momin. This was in that same comic, the next five issues, uh, 21 to 25. Um, this, this Sith Lord, he like had a helmet that was like enchanted so that he could I don't know, live on after death the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some would consider unnatural so in this comic moment it's like possessing imperial officers and then he'll build a castle for vader vader will hate it he'll kill the imperial officer and then put the helmet on another imperial officer and that just repeats it's a good amount of times that it repeats so I don't know, I don't remember if he's destroyed at the end of it, um, but he's an ancient Sith Lord, and no one's ever really gone, so maybe Lord Momin tested out some other designs on Nur, or built what he wanted there, and Vader just let him do it because it wasn't Mustafar, he didn't care, he's like, okay, fine, you really are really attached to this design, I don't want it, but you can build it over on Nur, I don't care. Um, so, somehow, Fortress Inquisitorius was built. Uh, out of universe, the fortress first appeared in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, there were a lot of discarded concepts, uh, like concept art, uh, that you can see in the Jedi Fallen Order art book. So I'm going to read just a little snippet from that and then kind of describe some of the art. I'll definitely put up the, uh, the art on my Twitter, at Star Wars Skinny, if you are interested. So Fortress Inquisitorious, it changed over the course of development uh, for... Jedi Fallen Order, more than any other location in that game. Uh, at very, various points, it was a hyperspace-capable star base, an asteroid base, or hidden within a nebula or gas giant. All of these locations provided the Inquisitors with a hidden, heavily defended base to strike from, a place that mostly exists in nightmares and rumors, the place where Jedi and other Force sensitives taken by the Empire go to die. This is interesting because Mustafar in Rebels was called the place where Jedi go to die, so maybe... That was an allusion to, like, the Mustafar system is where Jedi go to die. Um, I'm guessing a lot of Jedi die uh, from the Inquisitors and from Vader, but it seems like if you're anywhere near the Mustafar system and you're a Jedi, uh, things are not looking good for you. 
Eventually, we settled on an underwater facility. Uh, this is from Jean-Francois Ray, uh, the, I think, the writer of the book or the creator of some of the art in this book. Um, eventually, they settled on an underwater facility clamped to the ocean floor of the water moon Nur, which is located in the remote Mustafar system. Darth Vader likes to keep his Inquisitors and their victims close at hand, but not that close. The fortress was an unusual take on an Imperial facility. It had to remain hidden from the world so that the Inquisitors could hold, torture, and convert the enemies of the Empire, but it also had to be massive and feel ominous, just like the castle of Darth Vader on Mustafar, which was used as inspiration for the more gothic aspects of the structure. Final Enormous Room was inspired by gothic cathedrals, but had to retain distinct elements of the Empire's aesthetic. So this, the art of Jedi Fallen Order book, is one of my favorite art books, uh, just because like it's got a lot of cool, like, Inquisitor designs, castle designs, and all the cool locations that you get to visit in that video game. Um, I'm looking forward to the next Jedi Fallen Order game, if there is one, or next Jedi game. But just next video game as well. Like, the concept art that gets created for video games is so cool. Because, um, you know, you can do crazy stuff in video games that you can't do, like, in live action. Uh, there are a lot of cool designs. Some where the ships dock below the surface. One where there's, like, a big gate like on the surface of the water and the whole fortress I guess is underwater so kind of like Rogue One's like shield gate above the planet but like on the planet um, other art shows multiple lesser spires like in the distance which kind of makes the entire structure just seem larger so maybe that's there and we just haven't seen it like in Jedi Fallen Order and the Kenobi teaser trailer but like this thing could be huge underneath like this is just a spire in the middle so that's the art. Um, I would, yeah, I'd recommend going and looking at it, just doing some Googling or uh, finding the book for yourself. It's, it's really fun. Um, the existence of the fortress, we hear here that it was uh, hidden from the majority of the Empire to maintain the public perception of peace and security. It does seem pretty hidden. We don't see it very often, and we usually, when we do see it, it's from, like, the Inquisitor's perspective. So, like, Vader's castle, also probably hidden, we know some people know about it, like Krennic knows about it. I don't know, I'm guessing people who get taken there don't often leave. I guess after the events of the original trilogy, we get the Lego terrifying tales. Uh, and that's my favorite Lego special out there, the uh, the Halloween one. It's really fun. It's got Poe. This was where the Empire took the Jedi that they captured. They tortured them and attempted to corrupt them to turn them to the dark side. The fortress was known for its torture. Uh, in Rebels Season 1, the Grand Inquisitor and Tarkin, they're torturing and interrogating a Jedi prisoner on a Star Destroyer. Uh, when they can't break the Jedi, they head to Mustafar to break him. Like, that's where Jedi go to die. Uh, when I watched Rebels, I assumed Vader's castle, but, I mean, they even played Vader's theme in the show. But, I guess due to the events of the show, they never reached their destination, so it could have been Fortress Inquisitorius that they were going to, because it's all kind of right there. Uh, but, Vader's castle was... Uh, Sure, known for torture, too. I think in some of the Tales from Vader's Castle comics, uh, we see the um, butler, Vinay. Uh, he gets real into that torture. So I'm now going to dive into like the story, like the, the only story that we've really had inside Fortress Inquisitorius, and that's from Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, if you've played the game, this I'm not going to go into too much detail, uh, but if you haven't played the game, uh, there, I guess, could be... Some mild spoilers, I'm going to kind of talk about the Inquisitor-related storyline a little bit. I won't, like, give any names, maybe, uh, but um, if you're familiar with the game at all and you haven't finished it, this is probably big spoiler territory. So, if you'd like to stop, um, thanks for listening. Um, this has been the Star Wars Skinny. 
but if you're willing to stick around, um, if, if you want to watch something before this, I mean, you can find like a playthrough of video games. Uh, there's a channel on YouTube that I really like, Gamer's Little Playground. They kind of take like all the cutscenes and like major moments of a video game and they kind of turn it into like a cinematic experience, like a movie, like a four hour movie of a video game. And obviously like it's, the graphics are still video game graphics. Um, but it's like you're watching an animated movie and as Star Wars fans, don't we love animated stuff? Like I, I would, if you haven't played the game and you'd like to know more about it, I'd recommend just watching that. Forget about me. Go watch that. Um, it's great. But I'm going to move ahead with, you know, the spoiler warning for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, we see the Empire torture a Jedi Knight at this location at Fort Quizzy. Um, so far until the Knight gave up the location of her Padawan. Uh, this torture occurred in the central interrogation chamber. This is like a big chamber in the uh, fortress that was designed under instruction from Palpatine to psychologically and physically drain a prisoner's will, forcing them to acquiesce to the evil indoctrination of the Inquisitorius. The Jedi Knight uh, is forced to watch her Padawan like put on the Inquisitor helmet, and the Knight like unleashes a blast of dark force energy blasts her way out of the interrogation chamber and escapes Fort Quizzy. So later on in the game, your character, uh, like a Jedi that survives Order 66, a separate character, uh, actually gets to explore the fortress. You and your Jedi Master take escape pods to Nur, the water moon. Uh, your Master disables the sensors for you, and you guys delve deeper into the fortress. You get there, like, there's, like, underwater um, hatches that you can enter through, uh, like airlocks, I guess you'd call them. So as you get deeper into the fortress, you're taking out stormtroopers and the super cocky purge troopers. Uh, please be in Kenobi purge troopers. They are so much fun in the video game. Like you go to fight them and you've like killed a bunch of them throughout the story, but they're always like so cocky and they're like, you won't escape this time, Jedi. Like they're, I don't know. They're, the stormtroopers are some of the best parts about Star Wars. And I think Star Wars knows that. Like we got our Super Bowl commercial with a stormtrooper on a goat. Like it's recognizable. I love that it's recognizable. I love that people love stormtroopers. Um, yeah, these purge troopers are like even funnier than just the stormtrooper humor that we get. They can also be intimidating, of course, because they are stormtroopers that are designed to kill Jedi. So um, you can play it a couple different ways. But the way that I read it uh, from the Jedi Fallen Order video game is just pure comedy. So as you're working through the fortress, you're kind of in these tubers um, that you can like see outside and I don't remember if there was like animal life or like fish life outside the window, uh, but you're, you're walking through like the submerged section. You want to get to the detention level. So first you have to go to the control room. The control room is ridiculous. It's this big wide open room with one control panel. This one control panel is used to flood the lower levels to prevent the escape of high risk detainees. So I don't know why the room needed to be that big, but it's probably just for a video game. So you know which button to hit so that you can not get frustrated when you're reaching the end of your story because this is like the last level of the video game so but prevent the escape of the detainees so like not only are you tortured at the fortress even if you escape you're going to be drowned like man the inquisitors are are dark in the game you flood the lower levels in order to weaken a section of the tube so that you can break through it and swim up to the deten detention level the detention level reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like in the prison scene, all the cells face inward in a circle. There's like multiple levels kind of pointing at kind of the, the guard tower. I don't know if there's a guard tower in this, but it was kind of that kind of structure. 
in this detention level, this is where captured Jedi were kept for future interrogation, torture, and experimentation. That's what the Wikipedia article says, experimentation. So I remember hearing something when Palpatine was like cackling over those kids in the Clone Wars, something about like enhancing them to make them better spies for the Empire. So like maybe they're, I don't, I don't know what kind of experiments would be done in this place, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. There's a lot to dive into that has not been explored with Vader's castle, Fortress Inquisitorius. You finally make it to the interrogation chamber to have your final duel with the second sister. The chamber is like a classic end battle fight stage. Um, I've kind of thought of it as like Spyro when you're fighting all of Ripto's goons in Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage, one of my favorite video games of all time. I uh, grew up on that game. Uh, the chamber is like a classic you know, fight stage. You got a big circular room. The edges have no railings and for some reason there's lava down there. So if you run too far, you'll fall off into the lava. Um, it's a great fight. Uh, fighting the second sister is really fun. She's got cool moves. Like she can kind of do like this force sprint thing at you. Uh, she like spins again, very, very spiral boss. Now that I think about it, there's like a spinning attack. There's a sprinting attack, all, all the, all the good stuff that you'd like in a video game. Oh my God, it is spiral. I think there's one where she like, you have to jump over like some force wave that she's thrown at you too. Just like fighting crush. Um, so you finish the battle, somebody dies. I guess I don't need to spoil things because it's not really important. You got to book it out of the fortress though. You got to get out of there. Um, the Inquisitor's nosy neighbor, Lord Vader, he's after you. He collapses the ground that you're walking on as you run. It's actually kind of helping you because there's security systems that are like short circuited because he's like destroying everything. So you're able to like jump over it. Um, gravity is not a thing when Vader's trucking stuff everywhere. Uh, these security systems, there's like laser gates that were a vital part of the fortress's security system, but after their failure today in Jedi Fallen Order, the uh, Grand Inquisitor, uh, Quizzy, he made uh, advanced improvements to the system. Like, so don't you hate it when your nosy boss just comes into your office and kicks down your door, and then you got to replace it with a better door? Uh, eventually, you escape, and you flood the fortress, like the lower levels of it, and you swim to the surface. You escape Lord Vader. It's a good, good time. Uh, it appears that there's no major construction occurring when we see it in the Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Uh, maybe Kumail Nanjiani's character that we haven't seen yet is like the janitor for the fortress. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. Um, I'm expecting him to have a very comedic role. If he doesn't, I guess that's fine too, but I mean, he is hilarious. Um, maybe he's like like a big old space sponge, like a SpongeBob that is just like like walking through, picking up a bottle of water, and then he has to go to the surface and squeeze it out. Um, I don't know. That, that's what I would do if I were writing Star Wars, and that's why no one wants me to write Star Wars. So to complete the guided tour, because uh, as we kind of hit these rooms throughout the Jedi Fallen Order playthrough, I kind of talked about the rooms. Um, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, we also see a meeting room. Uh, Reva, she's standing next to like a very tall chair. She's giving a mission report, it looks like, to the fifth brother and this new Inquisitor that has like these tendrils coming off of her head, which looks a lot like Adi Galia or Stasa Lee. Um, bless me, uh, from the Clone Wars and the prequels. They were Jedi characters that I think were at one point meant to be the same character, but they couldn't get the actress back, so they're like, ah, different character. They both have uh, on-screen deaths, if you watch the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. So, good times. So this tall chair, I think that's Vader's chair. Kind of looks like his castle. Uh, it also could be Quizzy's chair. It could be the Grand Inquisitor's chair. Um, but they've got like this nice conference room. Uh, nice conference room table. It's very Star Wars to have the baddies sitting at a conference table. You get that in original Star Wars. 
We got it in the Rise of Skywalker. Totally paid off there, but I'm happy to see it again. Love the table. Um, I did not love the Rise of Skywalker table because poor Bulio's head and all the goo that came out of it had to be on the table, and Bulio was the greatest character of all time, so I, I can't believe they did that to my boy. Uh, at this table, I like how the chair backs for like all of the smaller chairs are short, like so like their lightsabers aren't bumping into the chair. I bet there was like a casualty on day one, like someone accidentally ignited their lightsaber because of like the chair. They bumped into it and they killed the Inquisitor sitting next to them and it started like spinning and stuff. So maybe that's why they're so spread out too. That or like COVID social distancing. I'm also seeing two stormtroopers in this room guarding it. Uh, I'm a little disappointed with the troopers, not these ones specifically, but like throughout the Kenobi trailer, we could have had some purge troopers in there. I, I see what Disney's doing there. They're putting in stormtroopers to like say, hey, look, we've got our prequel character Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we're going to signal that this is in between this and the originals, the originals that you love so much. Look, here's some stormtroopers, here's some Imperial officers. Um, but whatever, I see what they're doing, but I would love to see a purge trooper, at least one in the Kenobi show. I love those guys. The last room that I don't know if we've even seen it, but it's the Imperial Dojo. Uh, they're in the comics. There was like at the old Coruscant base, we saw one, but... Uh, maybe we see it in Jedi Fallen Order, maybe we walk through it, or like classic video game style, like you walk past a room and you can see what's going on in there, but you can't go in. Uh, the dojo was the training room of the Inquisitorius, which allowed the Purge Troopers and the Inquisitorius to hone their skills. Training was fear-based, and it was dark and abusive in nature, standing in contrast to the Jedi Temple's dojo, uh, which we see in Rebels and Forces of Destiny. I have not seen a lot of Forces of Destiny, but I know I saw this episode. This It was like Ahsoka. I think it's the one where she gets her second saber, because when we first see Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, she only has one lightsaber, and then at some point she just all of a sudden has two. And it was explained by these little shorts that were aimed for kids, uh, aimed for girls, really, the Forces of Destiny. They focus on like the main female characters like Ahsoka, Rey, Jyn Erso, Hera, Sabine, Padme, all of your favorite Leia. Oh my gosh, Leia. Uh, all of your favorite female characters of Star Wars, and um, obviously there's there's other characters in, in the show too. It's not just all ladies, but yeah, it's it's a great show, and um, at least the episodes that I watched, I remember one where Chewbacca is like crying, and there's like a wampa, and I, I don't know. It's it's very kiddie, but it's it's fun. So that's Fortress Inquisitorius, Fort Quizzy. Um, that's really all we see of it, and that's kind of I filled in the gaps with the Wikipedia entry there. Um, I hope we get to see a lot of it in the Kenobi show. Um, but before we get to like speculation time, there was also a Inquisitorious base in Legends. Uh, on my Inquisit Inquisitor episode, the last one, um, I talked about how Inquisitors came from Legends. Like There were also Force-sensitive dark side adepts that hunted down Jedi uh, called Inquisitors in Legends. They were a little bit different in other, other ways, but yeah, they operated out of something called Citadel Inquisitorious. Citadel Inquisitorius was the HQ for the Imperial Inquisitorius that was located on the mountain planet Prykith in the Deep Core. Uh, the Deep Core is a big Legends place, like it's where all the cool forcey planets are. Um, in The Mandalorian, we actually traveled to the Deep Core for the first time in canon when the Mandalorian brought Grogu to the Seeing Stone on Tython. Uh, Tython's in the Deep Core. Uh, that's the episode where Boba Fett shows up. A great, great time. I guess spoilers for Mando Season 2. I didn't need to drop the Boba Fett line in there, but I did. Uh, the High Inquisitors, the direct reports of the Grand Inquisitor um, in Legends. So thank the Force that we don't have to worry about the whole hierarchy in 
canon. It's just like one Grand Inquisitor and a bunch of other like Inquisitors that don't really have a hierarchy, at least not yet. Um, but in, yeah, in Legends there were High Inquisitors. Um, we have a flat corporate structure in canon. Um, I guess is that something that companies brag about? I think they do because they say then there's all this access. So like we have a flat, very flat corporate structure. Uh, so the High Inquisitors, they, they operated out of here. Uh, the Citadel was a dark, fear-inspiring tower uh, jutting forebodingly from the mountains. Inside, it had features similar to religious structures galaxy-wide, with vaulted ceilings and massive obsidian columns. Uh, the purpose was the same. It contained many detention cells and torture chambers. The planet that, were, that they were on was like a, like a civilized planet, like there were people living there. So citizens often said that they heard screams from tortured Jedi, that echoed across the mountains for days on end. Like one scream, you'd hear it for two days straight. That's that. That's pretty ominous. So that's the Legends entry. That's Fort Quizzy. Um, I'd love to see it more in Kenobi. Like maybe we see like a captured Jedi tortured. I do not want to see Obi-Wan Kenobi tortured. If you hear this, Disney, that is not what I'm saying. Show me some nameless Jedi. Show me Mace Windu. Show me somebody that I don't like getting tortured. Um, I'm, I'm learning to like Mace Windu, but like, you know what I mean? Like, don't show me Obi-Wan getting tortured. I don't want to see that. Uh, show me a lot of meetings. Show me all the Inquisitors sitting at a table so that we can really count out who's who and figure out the corporate hierarchy. I want a whole episode just devoted to that. Um, are we going to see Kenobi on his way to Fortress Inquisitorius, like breaking in like in the video game? Are we going to see him wearing that rebreather, that uh, thing that he straps onto his mouth in The Phantom Menace so that he can go to the Gungan city? Uh, we know that Kylo uh, comes to Mustafar in The Rise of Skywalker to get Vader's Sith Wayfinder. It'd be cool if we got like a comic or a short story about him exploring Nur as well. That would be an awesome base for the Knights of Ren. Uh, could it have been Death Star? Could there be no more Nur? Like Palpatine claims that he rendered the Inquisitorius obsolete. Wouldn't he end them then? Like if he has no need for them, they're Force users that could be turned against him. Wouldn't he just kill them all? So maybe he says... Like, oh, emergency meeting at Fort Quizzy. And they all go to Fort Quizzy and just get blasted by the Death Star. That's possible, too. Um, I also want to see the sea life of Nur. So, like, maybe another Disney Plus biomes uh, thing where, like, you know, the, you can, like, travel through Hoth and just watch AT-ATs walk by and it's really peaceful. I want, like, a, a sea world kind of, like, just going through the water in a submarine and just looking at, looking at uh, the big sharks and... Big goober fish that are uh, swimming around on uh, Nur. Big goober fish. So that's my episode on Fort Quizzy. Kind of a quick one. So thank you so much for listening. I'll be putting out the episodes on individual Inquisitors uh, in the next couple weeks here. I will be recording the brother episodes with the first brother, my brother buddy. I guess I did just call Quizzy the first brother earlier in the episode, but ignore that. And I will be recording the sister episodes with the first sister, Josie. Uh, so looking forward to getting my family in here to talk about uh, the best Inquisitors, the best dark side users in the galaxy. Uh, we're learning more about the Knights of Ren in the comics, um, but you know these Inquisitors, they're, get, they're on the big screen. They're getting a Obi-Wan Kenobi show. They're in Rebels. They're in Jedi Fallen Order. It, they're hot right now. They're hot. Can't wait to see where they're used next. So thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Star Wars Skinny. TikTok at McCool 35 Oculus also at McCool 35 um, Yeah, stay skinny.